On this episode of Fantasy NFL Today, week three is officially kicking off tonight with the Carolina Panthers versus the Houston Texans, and you're all on the Panthers, huh? Everyone loves the 2-0 Kitty Cats, huh? Interesting. Find out which team I like tonight, the Carolina Panthers minus eight, or am I taking the Houston Texans plus eight? And then we have some stardom cinema advice for tonight's game. We have Sam Darnold, Davis Mills, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks, and a plethora of slop. Find out who to start, who to sit, and it all starts now. Welcome to Fantasy NFL Today, presented by HoopBall. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. I am your host, Anthony Germain, and you can find me on Twitter at the Talking Sunday handle. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-G, Talking Sunday, all one word on Twitter. And week two is officially in the books. I know everybody might have heard me go off on some of my reactions and thoughts from week two. You know, things that went right, things that went, went that didn't go right. Uh, you know, everybody's overreactions to Zach Wilson, love for Sam Darnold. And just like that, here we are to kick off week three officially tonight as Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers are visiting the Houston Texans. And I'm kind of excited. And I'm kind of excited about this game. The 2-0 Carolina Panthers and everybody suddenly likes the Cats. <laughs> Y'all like the cats and everyone's on the Panthers tonight in that betting market. They're all on the Panthers, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm not going to lie. When everyone's on one side, what do we do in the betting market a lot? We go to the other side and I kind of like those Texans tonight getting eight points. Eight points on primetime Thursday night football at home, eight points. The Carolina Panthers are eight-point road favorites. I mean, can we think about this for a second? Please, let's just think about this for a second. The Carolina Panthers, a team that went 5-11 and just a season ago with rookie head coach Matt Rule, who's still the coach this year, but 5-11 and just a season ago. Now, they're eight-point favorites. To the Houston Texans. I know the Houston Texans are bad. I, I get it. I get it. But this team just went 5-11 and last year. But, but Christian McCaffrey didn't play. Christian McCaffrey was out all year. Okay. Fine. Relax. Oh, the same Carolina Panthers that went 5-11 and in 2019 with a cr- healthy Christian McCaffrey. Got it. Got it. I mean, I get the Panthers are heading in the right direction. They are. They're building that defense. It's young. It looks promising. Christian McCaffrey's healthy. They have uh, Terrace Marshall, who they just drafted to add to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They're heading in the right direction. But guys, they didn't just magically become like this sick team overnight. They didn't. They beat the New York Jets, and they beat a division rival New Orleans Saints. Now, I know I'm higher on the Jets than most, but the team... The New York Jets I'm talking about, the team has dealt with a lot of injuries. 
on the defensive side of the ball. They they lost their top offensive lineman. That offensive line is banged up. And honestly, the Jets didn't look that bad in the second half versus these Panthers. Once Zach Wilson got the jitters out, you know, I think if that if that game had a little more time, the Jets might have pulled that one out. And I already went off about everything during yesterday's pod about Zach Wilson and the unfair treatment that he's getting versus Trevor Lawrence, and they both have five interceptions. But also, Zach Wilson played against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots defense. And we all know the story there. Bill Belichick is now 22-6 and six against rookie quarterbacks, and that's that. So this isn't about the Jets. This isn't about whatever. But the other team that the Carolina Panthers beat was their division rival, New Orleans Saints. And any division game, any game within a division can go either way. So yeah, the Panthers beat the Saints after the Saints looked incredible against the Packers in week one. But what does that really mean? They're, they, they see each other all the time. They know each other's game plan. They know each other's scheme. And also the Saints have Jameis Winston and he's going to continue to do Jameis Winston things. I like Jameis Winston at this point. I used to hate him. I thought he was too rah-rah, the eat the W. You know, rah-rah only goes so far. And if you're not producing on the field, the locker starts to turn on you. But I think Jameis Winston is fun to root for now. I think he's hilarious. The dancing, just how goofy and uncoordinated he is. He's just funny. But he's still going to do Jameis Winston things. He's still going to throw the interceptions that you saw last Sunday and the bad decision-making that you saw last Sunday, he's still going to do that. He's too far along in his career. He's too old now. He's not just suddenly going to change and become this stellar quarterback. So congratulations to the Panthers. You beat the New York Jets. You beat the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston, and you start 2-0. I mean, good for you guys. But an eight-point road favorite in primetime for the Carolina Panthers? Are you kidding me? That is, it's steep. That's steep for any road team. Any road team that has to lay eight points in the NFL, not college, in the NFL, eight points as a road favorite is steep. And you're talking about a team that has finished 5-11 and 11 for two consecutive years, back-to-back, with Christian McCaffrey, one without Christian McCaffrey, one with a little bit of Ron Rivera and then an interim head coach, one with a rookie head coach. And Matt Rule's in his second year, I get it. But there's this this eight points, and I think this is actually like a betting trend for real. Like a home team that's getting over a touchdown, especially on prime time, has a high probability or percentage of covering. I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but if you go look that up, that's a real thing. I remember when the Jets were awful. I think they won like one or two games all season. They were over a touchdown favorite, eight points against a decent team, and they covered. It's just it's one of those trends. And I wish I had this stat in front of me, but I don't. But trust me on that. And Houston is a bad team. I I know that. And the thing is, it's not only they're a bad team, we're getting Davis Mills. And I get that too. But the Houston offense altogether, the team has surprised a lot of us. They have. Everybody pegged this team as the bottom feeder that's you know guaranteed to be a lock to get that first pick just because Deshaun Watson isn't playing this year. But this team still has some pieces. The team, the offense is filled with experience. They have veteran presence, veteran running back Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, uh, David Johnson, even though he's a shell of himself, he's a veteran. Brandon Cooks has been in the league for a long time. And the tackle along the line, Laramie Tunsil's been in the league for however many years now, six this, this, this is all veteran presence that still makes this team formidable. And honestly, 
the Davis Mills thing, it doesn't really scare me. I wouldn't sleep too much on this guy. Now, granted, he could come out here and throw three or four interceptions to get benched for Jeff, for, uh, Jeff Driscoll. But Davis Mills, this kid was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. And I'm saying, like, colleges, schools like Alabama, USC, and Georgia all tried to recruit Davis Mills to be their quarterback. But he committed to Stanford. I don't know why he would turn down, uh, you know, like an Alabama or Georgia for Stanford. I mean, Stanford's put out, you know, look at Andrew Luck not too long ago. So, and Stanford's a great school. But, you know, if you have the chance to go play quarterback for Alabama or Georgia, USC, you know. But anyway, my point is he was a five-star recruit. He was, you know, he was highly touted from these big schools like Alabama, USC, Georgia. The problem is once he got to Stanford, he couldn't stay healthy. He tore both his ACLs during his time with the Stanford Cardinal, which is crazy. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's just bad luck. Maybe he's injury prone. I don't know. But he only played, I think, about eight games in college. So he doesn't really have a ton of experience. But if you actually go and watch his highlights, his highlights from when he did play in Stanford. Now, the one I watched was on playerprofiler.com. If you search Davis Mills' name at the top, you know, pull his profile up, scroll all the way down to his highlight, and just watch it. I mean, I was actually kind of blown away. I don't want to get out of control here because, like I said, he could go out there and just bomb because he doesn't have the experience. But from just like the uh, uh, quarterback perspective and the tools that he possesses, I was kind of blown away. The kid has like an arm, an NF, a true NFL arm, a smooth release, his poise and calmness and coolness in the pocket. I mean, he looks... He just looks like an NFL quarterback. So go check those out. You'll see what, I, what I'm talking about. It's only like a three-minute highlight. There's not that much. But I'm telling you, he 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 looks like he could be good. And again, I, I'm, th- I'm willing to, to take the eight points. Why not? I mean, it's not going to count towards my lock it up top five because, you know, it's a Thursday night game and whatever. But I'm just letting you know, I am taking this game time. I'm taking those eight points. And remember... Everyone is kind of surprised at how well this Texan team has looked. Yeah, they're 0-2, but they've looked pretty good. Like, again, like we were just talking about a second ago, everyone expected them to be the bottom feeders, the, the number one pick for the 2022 draft and blah, blah, blah. But the, t- the offense has looked decent. So, But everybody has to remember, the head coach, David Culley, he comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. John Harbaugh, Matt Nagy, Sean McDermott, Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson, all these coaches have had, you know, relative success at the, you know, at, on their own in the NFL. And and David Culley's just another branch off that tree. It's just another branch. So, it's really not that surprising that the Texans offense might have some juice to it. And then Culley, you know, he went and drafted this kid, Davis Mills, with the first pick in the 3rd round because the Texans didn't have their first two picks thanks to Bill O'Brien. So with their first pick, it was in the third round, and they took this kid, Davis Mills. So, you know, they might see something in him. So, I, so you know, like I said, Mills could come out and be terrible. He could throw a couple of interceptions to get benched and be terrible. I could be completely wrong. But I like the tools and the, and the gifts that I'm seeing him display on the field from his highlight reels. So all I'm saying is he looks like the NFL quarterback. I'm not going to be surprised if the Texans stay competitive in this game or even beat Carolina outright. I know that's a bit of a stretch. So like I said, I'm taking those eight points, but 
you know, obviously what scares me is that Panthers defense, it's looked pretty good. But again, I'm not ready to get carried away with it. They beat the Jets and the rival Saints. Um, and then again, that that Panthers defense is very young and inexperienced. So they get two wins at home, and now they have to travel to Houston for tonight's primetime game. And a lot of times with young teams, like look at the Jacksonville Jaguars that year they almost went to the Super Bowl. They had one big up, you know, up week when they won and then would would come back to earth and lose the following week. Then the, the next week after that, win. Big week and get all excited, come back, lose the next week. Up, down, up, down, up, down. So now that they've been home for two consecutive games, they have two wins, they're feeling confident. A lot of times with these young teams, it's the perfect letdown spot. It's a perfect letdown spot, especially against a team like Houston where you're feeling overconfident. And I don't think... I don't necessarily think that Carolina is the, is the type of team that's like overlooking teams to the next week uh, because, you know, they're not used to winning like this. So I'm, I don't think they're necessarily overlooking. But if there if there was an overlook, they do have the Dallas Cowboys next week. You know, and that's a much bigger game for them to focus on and, you know, try to win. But I don't think they're overlooking this team. I think this is uh, a team that's trying to get on the winning path. So they're probably all focused, all lasered in for this game and whatever. But, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, it's just too many points. Matt Rule and the mighty Sam Darnold. Eight-point favorite, eight-point road favorites on Thursday night prime time. <laughs> no, it's it's that's a no for me, boss. Uh, I'll, I'll be taking the Texans plus eight tonight. So anyway, um, let's get to the fantasy. Let's look at the fantasy, and there's not too much here. I got to be honest with you. There's not too much. There's a lot of obvious. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Brandon Cooks are all obvious starts at this point, right? I mean, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, I guess, are a little more obvious. But Brandon Cooks is off to a fast and a furious start here. And, you know, we talked about Brandon Cooks all summer. He was, I think, my third or fourth top wide receiver sleeper of the year. And so far, he hasn't disappointed. Week one, he finished as the wide receiver 22. He had seven targets. He had uh, five catches for uh, 132 yards. Pretty solid week right there. And then in week two, just last week, finished as the wide receiver eight overall. He had a whopping 14 targets. That is volume. And remember, Tyrod Taylor went out pretty early. So this was with Davis Mills in there for a lot of this game. Whopping 14 targets. He ended up getting nine of those targets, nine catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said, with that with that type of volume, it doesn't matter if it's Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills. It doesn't matter. Fire up Brandon Cooks tonight confidently. He's the guy. Danny Amendola, who I didn't even know was on the team, he's ruled out. And now, you know, there's – who are these other guys? What do they mean? Chris Conley, Andre Roberts, Anthony Miller. These, these guys mean nothing. Cooks is your guy. Fire him up. The volume should be there. You know, go for it. As far as the quarterbacks go, obviously nobody is starting Davis Mills. Um, again, he could – he could have a good night, but you're not starting him in your fantasy lineups. If you do, you're crazy or you're in a two-quarterback league. And then there's Sam Darnold. You guys know how I feel about Sam Darnold. He has a nice matchup versus Houston here tonight, I know. But again, in my eyes, Sam Darnold is still a backup quarterback in the NFL. He finished as the quarterback 16 versus the Jets in week one and the quarterback 14 versus the Saints last week. So not anything too special there. 
Sam Darnold should still be on the waiver wire in your league. I think he's still a free agent in most leagues, and that's the way it should be. I mean, unless you're really strapped for quarterback play. And besides Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't even know if any other quarterback has has even been injured. I know Derek Carr is banged up. Bren Roethlisberger is banged up. But you're not playing Sam Dar- Darnold over probably your starting quarterback. You should have a better starting quarterback than Sam Darnold. So let's just leave him on the bench. Leave him on the waiver wire, free agent, whatever. Just leave him alone. Don't start him. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, for running back here, I'm going to say go ahead and start Mark Ingram if you have him. Or if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. Free agent, pick him up. Start him tonight. I think he has a decent matchup against this Panthers defense. I know they look good. I know they're everybody's kind of like hype on this Panthers team right now. But Houston's been effectively able to run the ball like we saw in week one against the Jaguars. Mark Ingram got 26 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said in last week's episode, 26 carries is a lot. That is a bell cow definition right there. And if they can keep it close with the Panthers tonight, which I think they will, we might see this volume come back. Last week, you know, it got a little out of control with the Browns. The Browns defense is a lot more stingy, a lot better than the Carolina Panthers defense. So we only got 14 carries for 41 yards last week. But I'm seeing a little, like at least somewhere in the middle here at, at, at worst. Between the 14 and the 26 carries, hopefully we hit the 20 plus with Mark Ingram. I like them, fire them up. You know, this Panthers defense is good, but it's not it's not that daunting. I think if you're not super strong at running back, you can go ahead and fire up Ingram pretty confidently tonight. Hopefully, you know, you can use him as your flex. But again, on Thursday Night Football, we're not putting him in the flex. We're putting him in the running back position if you're going to use him. If you're going to use him, keep him in the running back position. But you're still thinking of it like a flex option. Nobody drafted Mark Ingram this year to be their RB2. He's going to be your, your RB, like, four, five, or six. So you could, whoever your top starting two running backs are, you're probably still going to start. But just in case you want to put Ingram in your running back spot in case, you know, the injuries happen, keep that flex open. Fantasy 101, keep that flex open. And the other thing real quick on Mark Ingram is with Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback back there, the Texans are definitely going to want to run the ball a lot more than they usually would. So I really think Mark Ingram has a real true realistic chance to get to that 20 plus carry mark. So start him. I really like him here. Start him if you can. The only other guy, you know, we're not starting any of these other wide receivers. We're not starting Chris Conley, Anthony Miller, Andre. I would leave, you know, everyone that has Terrace Marshall and we're we're waiting for that boom. It's not going to happen. I don't, I mean, he could have a off a one offer and score a touchdown but Terrace Marshall it's boomer bust you know so let's keep him on the bench and then Robbie Anderson I'm not liking tonight I'm not liking Robbie Anderson at all for the rest of the season to be honest with you and I think Christian McCaffrey being healthy really puts a damper on Robbie Anderson's fantasy value I think if you can you should try to package him in some sort of trade and get him off your hands kind of sucks to just drop somebody that's been as productive as Robbie Anderson, but I just think with Christian McCaffrey in the mix and how much they feed McCaffrey through the reception game and the carries and DJ Moore being their number one receiver, and we we already have seen DJ Moore benefit the most out of this offense from the wide receivers. I just think Robbie Anderson's kind of on the back burner. We're not going to start him tonight. And again, if you can package him in a trade for something or someone that can help like help your team out a little more, I would I would start to consider and do that. These tight ends are just absolute trash as well. 
Ian Thomas, uh, bad matchup. Plus, he doesn't get enough of the target share. He's like the <laughs> he's like the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth option on this team. I don't even know. Uh, he's just a he has to just be a blocking tight end at this point. And then Pharaoh Brown, uh, he's an interesting one. It's not a terrible matchup with him. It's just it's Pharaoh Brown, you know. Like, I, what, are you really going to start him? I, I know that the tight end position is is barren, but you know he 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 did finish as the tight end twelve in week one, but the tight end sixty last week he didn't even get a catch he didn't even get a target you can't trust this guy you don't you know we don't know what we're gonna get so tight ends bench them most of these guys are gonna bench and then the other ones like we we discussed are pretty obvious so but my, you know my favorite start for tonight is definitely mark ingram because i think we're gonna see him get those 20 plus carries because davis mills is in the mix yeah, David Johnson will get a little piece, and yeah, Philip Lindsay will get a piece as well. You know, we might see Philip Lindsay's carries go up a bit, but I, I really think Mark Ingram is the guy here that's we're going to see with the high volume. So go ahead and fire him up. Christian McCaffrey's probably going to have an electric night. We know that. There, you know, we can't say that. And then, you know, I'm not starting any of these quarterbacks either. So, but I do, 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 do love that Texans plus eight. I'll be taking that tonight. Just the one unit though. Just the one unit. We're going to up the units for the lock it up top five tomorrow. Love my picks this week. I got three locked down right now. I'm still looking to add my final two. But the three I have locked down, I love so much. I already took them. I already upped the units. Uh, But for tonight's game, we're going to keep it at the one unit. We're going to keep it at the one unit, even though I like it. But, you know, it could go either way, as we know. So, all right. Well, that's our show for today. Get those lineup decisions done. Keep your eye out for the news of any late injuries or healthy scratches or anything like that. Be on top of it. Enjoy the game. And we will see you for tomorrow's big, big episode for Stardom Sit'em, Lock It Up, and the return of the boss. We are getting back on track this week, I promise you. I can't wait for you guys to all hear it tomorrow. So until then, we will talk to you tomorrow.